Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of Edna from Enderf.org, and I like this experience. It's very interesting. She says, I was in the hospital and the nurses and doctors were checking what meds I could and could not have because of a medical alert bracelet. Suddenly, I was standing over my body and watching what was going on. Someone called for the crash cart. Everyone was racing around. I thought, well, I must be dead. So what am I supposed to do? Then I looked to the right. I floated in the direction of a tunnel and light. Grandmother was there. Then grandfather and my dad, all long dead. Grandmother told me not to go there. The time was not yet. Then I saw a man in flowing white robes with a book. The book was opened and on it was writing in gold. The book was white. He turned the pages and there were blank places on some of the pages. He told me that this was to show me that there were times when things were blanked out, and I remembered no more because I had done things to overcome wrongdoing. Then a man spoke to me from behind. He asked me three times why I wanted to die. My three youngest children were aged 11, 13, and 14, so my first response was, my children. He replied that it was not a good enough reason. Then he showed me what would happen to the children if I did not go back. He said that I had provided wisely for my children in case something should ever happen to me. They would be adopted and raised by a family with the Blood Indian Reserve, or from the Blood Indian Reserve. They would adjust, be well educated, and do very well. Then he said, Now, why do you want to live? I replied, my vow. It was like the gentle voice that was penetrating my being through mental telepathy had suddenly turned to thunder. He replied, finally, you have remembered your vow. You have been so busy getting an education, getting a good job, and getting ahead in the world, you have put your vow last. If you are allowed to return, You must put your vow first above all else. Do this, and all that you need and even desire will be added to you. Just one thing. You will be left with a reminder to put your vow first for the remainder of your life. A reminder to go slow and not run. Then I floated over to my body and entered it through the head and shoulders. The vow was made ten years previous when I was given three to six years, or three to six months to live. I promised that if I could live to raise my children, I would serve my people for the rest of my life. Or I promised that if I could live to raise my children, I would serve my people for the rest of my life. Since that experience, I have put the vow first, and my life has been richer for it. That's the end of Edna's experience. 
And I have to admit, when I read this, I was a little bit confused because first she was asked, why do you want to die? And her answer was, my children. I, I want to die for my children. And then she's shown what would happen if she did die and what would happen to her children. And it was quite good. She, they would be well educated and do very well. And then she is asked, now, why do you want to live? And she replies, my vow. And it wasn't until this last reading of this, I, I'd read it a couple of times and been a little bit confused, thinking she never says what her vow is. And maybe I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's none of my business and, and that's private information for her. But then she goes on and she says, the vow was made 10 years previous when I was given three to six months to live. So 10 years before this near-death experience, she was given three to six months to live and she made a vow with God, I assume. She promised, as she says, I promised that if I could live to raise my children, I would serve my people for the rest of my life. Since that experience, I have put the vow first and my life has been richer for it. Now, it sounds like after that time, after that six months passed and she's still alive, she's raising her children, but she's also very busy getting an education, getting a good job and getting ahead in the world. And that she had put her vow last. And I'm, I'm under the impression that what she's saying is, I, I, you know, we talk about having a life purpose. And uh, for some people, that it's writing that book about their near-death experience. Or, or it's, it's, you know, something like, you know, they've they focused so much on their family and so forth, they didn't bother bettering themselves. And so they're out getting an, they start getting an education and start doing work that they love. But this seems to be the other way around. This seems to be that she, her purpose is to raise her children. And honestly, <coughs> excuse me, if you really look at the difference people make in the lives of others, raising children is usually the biggest and the most influ influence that a person has is with their children. It tends to be that way. It's not always. Obviously, you've got um, many world leaders and big influential people or famous people that may have more influence elsewhere, perhaps. It may not be the most important influence half the time or some of the time, but uh, but that may be where they're, you know, it, it, it varies. But for her, it looks like having or raising her children is the vow that she made. And that was the most important reason for her to live. The interesting thing about this is that um, she's told by this angelic being or voice or whatever, could be God, I don't know. If you are allowed to return, you must put your vow first above all else. Do this, he says, and all that you need and even desire will be added to you. Now that sounds a little bit like a scripture in the Bible that says, uh, um, uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added unto you. And it's in the verse that's surrounded by, you know, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They, they don't toil, they don't spin, they're not working out their lives, but the lilies grow to be the most beautiful of all uh, of all things. And then, 
and then consider the birds they just go and they eat nobody's you know they don't need to toil and spin and so forth and yet you know god provides for them and then he says you know seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all things shall be added to you it sounds like she's being given a promise similar to that that if you put this first your vow to live to raise her children and not just raise her children but to live to raise her children i'm not sure if i'm reading too much into that but i think there's something to that and every need and even desire will be added to her but this is confusing too she says just one thing or the the voice or person says just one thing you will be left with a reminder to put your vow first for the remainder of your life a reminder to go slow and not run so it's not a race especially raising children you know it's not like okay hurry and make sure they can know calculus so they'll get the best scholarships you know it's not a race go slow and don't run just take it easy and and put your focus there and but she never says what that reminder is i'm assuming that it's the memory of this near-death experience because i mean for me that would do it i mean (laughs) anyway very interesting experience if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by either purchasing the book near death i mean uh, sorry uh, by purchasing the book life in the spirit world or uh, by um, going to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor you can also contact the podcast by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDE-CAST. And once again, thank you all of you so much for listening.